so. I love you so much. All right, ready? I'm going to just do my, you know, my little intro. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. Nope, 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 nope. I was trying to be, mm-mm. I'll come back to it later. <laughs> I was thinking of this whole grand scheme, no, thank you. Oh, no, 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 do it. No, 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 no. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, and I can't just fly off the cuff because then I'll be mad, and then I'll be like, just X the whole episode because of the beginning. And I hate it, yeah. I'll just hate it. So, no, mm-hmm. it's okay. Next time. I'm Are you a to... Virgo? Huh? Are you a Virgo? I'm an Aries. An Aries. Oh, hey, we're opposite signs. I'm a Libra. Like, really? we're supposed to, yeah, supposedly we're like, we're the matches. Yeah. Look at us. I know. That makes perfect sense. I feel. Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people, what is up? Of course, it's your girl, Yolanda Murphy, back with another episode of this Exceptional Journey podcast. How you been? How you doing? How your mama and them doing? As you can clearly tell from the title, I have someone that's so like freaking amazing with me today (laughs) but before we get there if this is your first time listening welcome thank you so much for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world um and if if you are returning wasn't that last one just riveting was just so soul stirring wasn't it (laughs) either way it goes thank you again guys you could be clicking anywhere else but you decided to click on over to your girl thank you so much uh, let me plug real quick my social media, of course, Facebook and Instagram, This except at This Exceptional Journey. What? Let's mm-hmm. add them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Twitter, at TEJ Podcast. Hit me up, even hashtag me, TEJ Podcast. Questions, comments, suggestions. Your girl wants to hear from you. I want to connect. Good? Let's dive right in. As you can tell from the beautiful mug that you see. I have my homie with me here today, the one, the only, Maria. Girl, <laughs> how you doing? I'm so good. My mom is good. Mama and them's good? Mama and them's good. <laughs> uh, I got my ex-boyfriend, my ex-ex-ex-boyfriend's Uh-oh. shirt on that I kept that it's like one of my favorites. So comfy cozy it looks. It is. It looks. And I have one yaks. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Support. I, you know, I've been, we were just talking. And as soon as I saw it, like, I was jealous. I was like, fuck, I should have worn my yak shirt. <laughs> I blew it's okay. it. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. I didn't, I didn't give the memo. I apologize. No, it's all right. It's I okay. I apologize. But I knew, first of all, I don't really keep my place hot because I'm always hot. But I was going to put on a sweater and I was like, oh no. Because this, we were just talking about our heart flashes, guys. Uh-huh. And um, they just they just come out of nowhere, and I really didn't feel like disrobing in the middle of the mm-hmm. podcast episode. Yeah. So I was like, let's just stick to a t-shirt. But we're comfy cos, right? Yeah, we're comfy, comfy cos. Um, but if you do not know who Maria is, I've spoken about her, I guess, on a, a few other guest podcasts. Your name has come up. Oh, like, really? Oh, shit. Yes. I can't. I cannot in a good way, babe. In a yeah. good way. In a good way. Well, is the one right before me, is it Steven? Is it my Steven? No, I'm not sh- I have to look at the calendar. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but I think 
Stevens is next month. Okay. And I think yours is the month after. I okay. can't remember. I can't remember. Don't don't quote me. It's all good. But um, Aaron, Aaron and I were talking about. Oh shit. Aaron. Um, and then I think Neha as well. <laughs> really? I oh think, fuck! I can't wait to listen. <laughs> I think I can't remember, but either way it goes. I'm behind. My homie is in the building. She is one of my close friends. Of course, a part of drum roll. The young adult cancer support group out of the Cancer Care So if you guys haven't noticed the theme, I told everyone, and, and if you've heard this story, just skip ahead. I told everyone you're getting a podcast episode, like legit. Weren't we at the Pirates game? Mm, yes, yes. We we were, but then it came up in group again later, which will always... <laughs> we are not... <laughs> Don't bring up always, old stuff. No, 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 I won't, I won't, I won't. But we're not going to mention any names. No, we're not. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes, not everybody. Not everyone. No, insider, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, hit that like button. Vicious bitches. <laughs> we are. But anyway, she is also a member um, of the illustrious Yaks group um, that some of you have already heard a few guests come from. You've heard from Stephanie, who is the leader. Um, I think at this juncture, Aaron's episode has gone live and a couple others. So mm. my girl's in the building. Thank you mm. so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait to dive in. So unfortunately, mm. as you all know, and if you don't know, let me just let you know what ties all of us in young adult cancer support is cancer, unfortunately. So I told everyone you're telling us, you're telling your story. Like mm-hmm. this is just what's going to go down. Um, because everyone's story is so important. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I can tell my story until I'm blue in the face, but people I can touch or people you can touch or vice versa, we can't yeah. not touch. You know, <laughs> this one. Yeah. This one. I couldn't, I had like a Joey Tribbiani moment there. Oh it was my really, gosh. yeah. <laughs> the people I can touch, you can't touch. The people. Touch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and vice versa. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> We're into different shit and that's okay. And it's all right. Yeah. It's quite all right. It's so good. I told Maria, and this baby has a story. Listen, you're going to hear it. So I told her, I was like, you know, you have to come on because I need people to understand, first of all, the imminent strength that you just give off is freaking amazing. Thank you. Like, so I, we're just going to go ahead. We're, we're not going to chit chat, catty, chatty, Kathy anymore. What is your story? Please start wherever you okay, would like. Okay, so. Let's go. My story is, I mean, it, it couldn't be easy. Like, it couldn't just be, no. like, a simple fucking trajectory. It has to have, like, B stories and shit. And so... <laughs> and it does. Uh, and it sure does. And um, because it's all just totally intertwined. So you're going to hear Absolutely. about cancer. You're going to hear about intimate partner violence. You're going to hear about an eating disorder. You're going to hear about um, bad doctors. The whole night. And the, good doctors. And great doctors. I mean, let's be honest. Cancer does not stop our lives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So no. you're absolutely right just from the jump. Like you're going to hear all of this because all of this was going on at the same time. Oh, totally. You and, know what I mean? and 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 also cancer was the clarifier and like mm-hmm. you and I have talked about it and I feel like this is why, you know, stop me when I'm wrong. Why mm-hmm. you wanted to have me on was because we talk about like cancer kind of was the best thing yeah, that exactly. like ever happened to me. Like exactly. there is um I'm not one for like like positivity for the sake of positivity but what i am i'm i like to keep shit real and at the end of the day like it you it's about what you do with it because all you everybody has struggle everybody i mean almost everybody has struggle and um yeah we all struggle but yeah yeah but we all we all have a thing yeah and um 
or many, many things. <laughs> and uh, it, it, life is what you make it. And at the end of the day, like, I firmly believe, like, everything is temporary, even good shit and bad oh, shit. Sure. Like, so you have to just endure the bad stuff. And then you really have to appreciate whatever good comes into your mm-hmm. life because that is also fleeting and ephemeral. Yep. So, yep. like, it, pain for me, pain, I think, is a gift. Pain is means you are still alive Listen. you cannot you cannot be in pain if you're dead you cannot have hot flashes if you're dead Hello. so like it, it's and just you know on a couple different levels exactly where i am happy to be here <laughs> so <laughs> yes. yeah so um i just want you to know before i get into this it has a happy ending because it hasn't there ended yet yeah yeah, yeah yes. i feel yeah and it's Absolutely. not there isn't even like the continuancy it, it's a happy one right so uh i want to start i guess uh, four years ago, I was um, in the assistant director's department of my job. I was a PA, um, basically making $7 an hour or doing the job of somebody who um, running around for 80 hours a week, making $7 an hour when the person next to me whose job I'm, you're doing is making $3,000 a week base. So it's very exploitative. Um, right. There was a huge... Um, there was <laughs> there was a a bang actually there and was there was a bang there was a bang <laughs> um actually there was the uh it was the year that i worked on carol um this movie called criminal activities which was really cool and the last witch hunter um i was oh, at my yeah. heaviest i was like 232 pounds um i just can't see that i know that's i <laughs> yeah i, I was mean, I, i'm i weighed and that I struggled. Now, but i'm just yeah. saying i that's crazy. Yeah, I, I struggled for so long wow. and I was so sick, like my entire life and had no idea why. Um, and I uh, I had that year an existential crisis mm. um, because there was this horrible accident that had happened not on my job that I was on, but a girl died. Her name was Sarah Jones and she died on a train trestle, which is like a totally offshoot kind of thing but her death was due to negligence Mm. and then it like hit me oh my god we are not a big happy family like they Mm. they don't care if we die Mm. and that and then I went on to work on these three shows that weren't the safest like there were there were holes in safety um that came down to money a lot Mm. of times Mm -hmm. and it was it was very infuriating to me. I was also deeply in the closet and I was struggling with my health. And so, um, in the beginning of 2015, I had a full blown existential crisis. Um, and Vin Diesel just broke me as a human being. And, uh, I, um, I came out of the closet and I, um, I had, uh, I, I quit the AD department and then I found a new doctor because my old doctor for the last 10 years um, had, when I would go in and be like, hey, I work 80 hours a week. I'm on my feet constantly. I am exhausted. Um, and I am huge. What is happening right. to me? And she'd go, I don't know why you're fat. You're fat. And I was like, oh, okay. Are you serious? Yeah. And then I would come in with these giant rashes all over my neck and my face and all over my body. And I'd be like, hey, what's this? And she's like, well... I mean, you'll figure out what you're allergic to before we will. Like, have oh you changed your soap? What's going on? And I was like, no, I haven't. So, what? This- <laughs> I know. So I'm telling you, I just, something in me broke that year. And so I, uh, I put on Facebook, like to my friends, you know, 
does anybody have a doctor that doesn't fat shame them and actually wants to do their fucking job? Right. And uh, my friend Demian said, actually, yeah, I do. And she's out by you. And if you don't like her, I will pay for your appointment. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I go in and in the first five minutes of me telling her what's going on with me, she goes, have you ever been tested for allergies? And I was like, no, it's for rich people, pussies. <laughs> and she goes, about that pussy. And, uh, and then that was it. Like, and, and here it comes back. I have 10 major food allergies, one of them being wheat, which is kind of important. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't make the connection that I had celiacs because I knew that that was like this long drawn out process mm, and the mm. whole night. So I thought I just had a wheat allergy. I didn't know that that also meant celiacs mm-hmm. and that comes in. So I start doing that. Um, and I cut all of those things out of my diet and I lost 70 pounds within that next year. Mm. Um, technically 90, but I'll get to that. <laughs> So, uh, I also came out of the closet Mm -hmm. shortly after about losing like 15 pounds. Like this is like June, July now. Mm -hmm. And I've lost a little bit of weight. Um, I came out of the closet and I jumped right into the arms of an abusive partner and, Mm -hmm. um, the mirror, uh, the mirroring idealization, um, and, uh, I, mirroring ideation and what's the other part in love bombing Mm -hmm. stage is really glorious it lasts at least three months somewhere around there Mm -hmm. and then like the mask comes off and it's and it is all turmoil and it's an abusive cycle after Mm -hmm. that so um fast forward uh a whole year and a half Mm -hmm. um uh it's august of 2016 um we're looking for like uh, we're super excited about the election. <laughs> I'm wrapping up a job. I know, right? Uh, I'm wrapping up a job um, called Outsiders, and um, I am down 70 pounds. And then about a month later, I lost another 15 pounds, mm-hmm. 10, 15 pounds. And then by October, I had lost 20 and I was really weak and I wasn't like Mm -hmm. picking up that like something's rotten in Denmark here Mm -hmm. and um, I was really gaunt and I was so excited because I had an eating disorder and Mm -hmm. I didn't, I had had a binge eating disorder this, my entire life, Mm -hmm. like from the age of 10 uh, up until, uh, well, I still have one. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, but when I found out about my allergies, it had gone from binge eating to a more restrictive thing. Okay. And I was very unaware of this. Um, and with my abuser, I wasn't really allowed, to, without going into too much detail, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to have an, an eating disorder or even bring it up because that would have been insulting. And it wouldn't have been, right. like, I, I that wasn't something that um, could happen to me. Uh, so, I, um, that's what I thought it was. I right. thought I was just like, nailing it right yeah I was getting and so like my dad looks at me and it's like me don't lose any more weight like Mm. I'm really worried about you and I was like whatever dad I'm a size six like I was so yeah I was so happy um but I didn't realize like I should have been getting stronger like I was we were working on the side of a mountain like um that was the other thing like that's another reason why I thought this was happening was Mm -hmm. because I was I wasn't working out but I was running up and down this hill so in theory, 
I should have been getting stronger. And instead, like I was getting weaker. And it wasn't until we were wrapping out that show that I needed help from one of our, our buddies, Ted, uh, had to lift these shoe boxes. And like the whole reason they like me in the costume department mm-hmm. is because I was strong and I could lift heavy shit. Oh, yeah. And um, now I couldn't do it. And so like I was like really pulling at this box. Mm-hmm. And then I went, Ted, can you put this box on the high shelf? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, that killed you, didn't it? And I was like, you have <laughs> no idea. I was so I understand. upset. I understand completely. And so um, I ended up with this really bad cold in October and they put me on antibiotics and it mostly went away except I had this really bad fatigue and this is again while we were still wrapping out um and then Donald Trump won the presidency and I thought I had uh uh-huh and I thought I had post-election depression I thought like yeah I was like this is no different than everybody else everybody else (laughs) is all fucked up and sick and sad like that that must be what this is yeah orange cheeto so I was like this is just I'm mourning America right now um but still are as we still are (laughs) and um so then in November I kind of had you know I was sad but I kind of had this reprieve and in December, I got hit like, like, by the cancer truck. Like, mm. it, and I didn't know that at the time, yeah. but it was like literally some somebody knocked me out and then cut me open, poured sand inside of me, mm. and sewed me back up. I couldn't get up. My dad had to like lift me up, which wasn't hard um at that point and take me to the bathroom like i couldn't i just laid on the couch all of christmas and cried Mm. and um so i couldn't even get to the doctor to like i don't know get checked out right and so by the time i finally can move it's january and i get myself to the doctor and it's the same amazing doctor and she God, she knows what's going on. So I do blood work and it comes back that I have Lyme disease. Like it's, and what I realize, what we know now is that like probably didn't have it, but like my white blood cells were elevated so high because they're supposed to be between like four point something and 11 point something. Mm -hmm. And mine were like 800, almost 900. So it came back positive for Lyme and I was devastated Mm. about Lyme. Um, and because I, I'm thinking like, oh my God, this is a lifelong yeah. horrible yeah. thing that I have to do. I have nothing but endless respect um, and admiration for people who go through Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is my life now. And I was having a really hard time adjusting to that. But she was like, so I want you to also like take this iron supplement because your iron's really low. And in a couple of weeks, I want you to come back to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I, I didn't think much of it yeah and um i had just fortunately gotten into the the union like i had like this great i had this great insurance um so uh but i didn't make another appointment she did and it Mm -hmm. pops up on my phone and i was like oh well should i i guess i better go to this and Mm -hmm. i better go and get the blood work too like they checked up and so i went and then I go back in and she goes, hey, girlfriend, you got like two red blood cells swimming around in your body. Like I'm exaggerating, but not by much. Mm. So tomorrow you're going to a hematologist mm-hmm. and Friday you're going to get a CT scan. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then so the next day I see like hematology, 
oncology. Mm. And at that point, I kind of knew what was going on. Right, right. And, um, and I also didn't know at this point, like, me and my ex were going through, like, the devaluing mm. s- stage of our relationship. So, mm. like, she was looking elsewhere. Like, we were supposed to leave on a trip in two weeks from this point Mm -hmm. to go to Mexico, which would have been the first time I was leaving the country. I was super excited. We were going with her friends. Um, I was like ready to go. I had paid for everything. Um, And, uh, you know, knowing what I know now, I'd have been like, babe, you go on the trip. I'm going to stay here Mm -hmm. and you're just going to have to pay me back. That's it. Yeah. Um, But none of those things happen. (laughs) Uh, instead, uh, I, um, I go in and they kind of give me this, like, listen, we think it's one of three things. Mm -hmm. We think it's either lymphoma, rheumatoid arthritis, which I can't even fucking pronounce and, or, or lupus. And I went, well, those kind of sound terrible, but like if I could pick one, not that I can, but if I could pick one, I want to go with the lymphoma. Mm. And they both like cocked their head and were like, bitch, what? <laughs> and I was like, well, you just told me, like the other two are chronic lifelong pain illnesses. This is something like you just told me a 95 fucking percent chance of survival. Uh, so that's six months out to sea with some nausea because of mm-hmm. the chemo and a new haircut. I can handle that. Meanwhile, and, with the other yeah. ones, it's like forever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you still like with RA, you still have to get chemo with lupus. Oh, yeah. You still have to get my cousins have it. And also what I'm learning is uh, at this point is that I have celiacs and celiacs and Hodgkins are linked mm. together. Mm. They are best friends best and so buds. best buds. Uh, and so I was very surprised, but at the same time, I was like, I, you know, I think with a lot of people when they get cancer, they're like, Oh my God, why me? And I was like, well, I've ate a donut every fucking day of my life since I was born until I was 29. So I'd say I know. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's the – like, to this day, like, that's the emoji of infinite joy for me. Like, that's it. Donuts are amazing. Yeah, they're phenomenal. They're my favorite thing. And and I miss them terribly. But you know what? I'm alive. Listen. Can't have a donut if you're dead. I'll have one for you tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate you. I smell them. Like, actually, we were – time out from this – story uh me and my friends went out uh for our friend chrissy's birthday uh we went to like miracle on liberty in mm. uh it was awesome and at the end of the night this guy is walking up and he's a bigger dude so i thought he was like a bouncer and in his hand i see he's got a donut he has an eclair mm. cream filled chocolate top yes i was like it's two o'clock in the morning where the fuck did you get a donut let me smell your donut <laughs> And smell the donut? I smelled it, yeah, because oh 90%. And he looked at me, and they were my friends were laughing, and I was like, bitch, 90% of tasting is smelling. You are correct. Yeah, so I, I, I smelled his donut. Well, here, yeah. he was not the bouncer. He was just some crazy asshole, and he ended up following us. Oh, my God. And he, I guess, was, All like, waiting for... T- because I smelled his donut. <laughs> Toxic masculinity ruins the party again. Ruins the party, party again. again. Yeah, so, I mean, just because I sniffed your donut doesn't mean I want to suck your dick. I want to sniff anything else. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. 
did enough of that. Because I love so, them so much. Yeah, yeah. So because I love donuts. So I will literally, like, if you want to catch me in a trap, like one of those, like, you mm-hmm. know, coyote yeah, yeah, yeah. roadrunner like traps. Yeah. Put a donut under the box. That is so funny. I'm just laying that out there. So, <laughs> just putting that out um, there. Yeah, but so I know why I got cancer, and I, I earned it. <laughs> and uh, it happens. It happens. So, uh, so they're not sure which one it is, but the CT will reveal, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on. So I get it the next day, and, you know, within a couple hours, they call me, and they say they see something specific, su- suspicious. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a biopsy that next week, which was Valentine's Day. Um, and then my doctor, Kim, who was just heaven, she calls me afterwards and we had a very frank discussion Mm. that like, yeah, it's lymphoma. We obviously don't know which one. That's what the biopsy is going to tell us, but whatever it is, we're going to beat it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do I still have Lyme and Lyme? And she's like, well, fuck. I mean, even if you do the chemo, we'll kill it. And I was like, boom, banging. There it is. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Bang a rang. We're fine. So yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, that's excellent. Um, so, um, yeah, this is fine. So, uh, I get the biopsy and, um, it's like a three day waiting period. And Mm -hmm. so I, you know, I talked to Kim and I'm like, can I get my eyebrows microbladed? Can I, can I get ahead of this thing? Can I still go to Mexico? And she's like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was in these, um, costume 101 classes for my union. And at lunch I messaged Kim and I'm like, okay any word mm-hmm. and uh about an hour later i get a text back that's like when do you leave on your vacation mm-hmm. and i was like fuck right. i knew i knew mm-hmm. i knew and so uh they wanted me in the hospital that night oh shit. and up. yeah they wanted they and what i because what i didn't realize until that night when i went was that i was gray I was completely gray. I had no color. And so my sister Angelina, my youngest sister, stayed the night with me. And she watched the entire blood transfusion because that's why they wanted me in there. Before they gave me chemo the next night, they wanted me to get blood. Mm -hmm. And uh, Angie said that it was like watching a cartoon we're back to cartoons. Um, watching a cartoon. Yeah, I do love cartoons. Um, like whenever somebody gets like steam hot and like the oh, color rises up their body, yeah. that's what it looked like. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I can see that. Wow. Yeah. It was it was bananas. I didn't I didn't realize that how. But I um I did like this little job, um, and there are pictures from it in January where mm-hmm. I like picked my sick ass off the ground and I did this little indie movie for, for one of my friends and I loved it and it, it made me, it like revitalized me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I saw some stills from it and I, I look fucked up. Like wow. I look like a vampire. I am so, wow. yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like how gaunt I was in the mm-hmm. face, like, and, and that is a typical, like, that's one of the symptoms. Like when you see it, like it's like a, you get a very bony forehead, very jutty, okay. um, cheekbones. And I was just like, I just have good cheekbones. Oh like, again, I'm, I had an, I'm just losing all this weight. It's yeah. It's amazing. Like when there's nothing wrong with you, how you think you have everything, mm-hmm. you know, like you cannot like, uh, you know, go on the internet and Google your right. symptoms or else you think right. you're dying. But when you're actually dying, you're like, 
This is fine. No, everything's great. I'm just, I'm just this really hot. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, no, I'm good. My my left toe's supposed to be hanging like that. Yeah, everything. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. fine. And um, my therapist actually said to me the other day, she was like, I feel like you are like that little cartoon character in in where like the room is on fire around them, <laughs> and they're just there with their coffee going like. This is fine. I, mean, I was fine. cold anyway. So, you know, and I you usually know, am. You needed to turn the heat up anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is, oh this gosh, is better. Hilarious. I wasn't emotionally attached to my surroundings. No, not so, at all. No, not at all. Okay. Not even a little bit. So, um, so then that started my, my six month long, mm -hmm. uh, chemo journey with ABVD, um, that we hoped would work. Um, I had given my ex an out. She did not take it. Mm -hmm. Um, wish she had, didn't. Um, she kind of started to unravel towards the end of my treatment. And I like, and I'm thinking like, I it just, it was like a total skid into the other light. Like I never saw this pivot happen, mm -hmm. uh, how it was going to happen. I could have never predicted it. But what ended up happening was um, you have to wait six weeks after your last chemo treatment. Um, and in that six weeks, um, I found out she was cheating on me with a 17-year-old girl. Um, it was just emotional at that point, though. Don't worry. <laughs> Didn't cross any lines until she was 18. Uh, and that, that was my – but here's the thing, though. This – part of the journey, which is what I talk about, like in my blog, the Hodgkin, this is where like the Hodgkin's lymphoma, because I'm your favorite cancer murdering lesbian, yes. um, picks up is at this pivotal moment, um, where in the same 48 hours that I found out I still had cancer, I found out she was cheating on me mm. and it takes seven to 10 times to leave an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And I, I am kind of proud of myself that I, own, not that there's anything wrong if it takes you 20 times, just to get, get out. out. Right. But uh, I only went back twice. <laughs> um, I mean, once, that says something. Yeah, once the summer before and like before I had cancer mm -hmm. and then, um, was it summer, summer? No, the summer before I had cancer. And then at this moment, because I thought, because now donor marrow is on the table, and I don't know if you know anything about donor marrow transplants, but it's an 85% chance that you're not going to make it. Mm. You can get graft versus host, um, and if that happens with like a kidney, let's say, or a mm. lung, you take the kidney out. Right. It's still dangerous, but you take the kidney out. If your blood, if your oh, stem yeah. cells yeah, are yeah, bad, yeah. you're just dead. And sometimes it only buys you a year. Sometimes, like, and and we were in this moment. I was also finding out Haley was sick. One of our friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all of this was happening. Um, and then our friend Jen died at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I am at this point. I am writing letters to my family and my friends because I think I'm going to be dead by Christmas. Right. I, I I they started me on this thing called brentuximab that I could feel not working, um, and. Uh, and the quote unquote love of my life. Um, I'm mad at her because she had this emotional affair and, but she really loves me and she's really trying mm -hmm. and I don't want to die being selfish mm -hmm. and being mad at the woman that I'm in love with and mm -hmm. wasting what little time we have on this planet together. Right. 
So I went back. I went back hard and really like, uh, put my, like, put all of my energy into this. Mm-hmm. And we, and we did enter another idealization, uh, mirroring and love bombing stage, um, for about a month, um, wherein I found out the Brentuximab was not working. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it did not just work. It, the cancer had gotten bigger and spread further across mm-hmm. my chest. And then, uh, I was so then they started me on this treatment called ice, um, which knocked me on my absolute ass, and Mm. I'm so happy. Like it was, I was so it it was so painful and it was so hard, and I was like loving it. It was I did I was loving it. Oh, I was like I was. They were like, "How do you feel?" I was like, "Fucking miserable." It's wonderful because I could feel it killing my little monster, and um. And it was while I was in, oh, and we, my uncles threw me this beautiful, amazing, uh, benefit. Yes. Um, and. I was so mad I couldn't come. Oh, I know. Yeah. But you know what though? Now we get to have other parties. Girl, yes, we Yeah, will. we get to have all the parties. Yes. Um, but it was wonderful because I thought that was the last time I was going to see everybody in that room. And, um. And my eating disorder was like at an all time high mm. in this moment. I was not, I was using this whole cancer thing to just 100% not eat. Mm. And, um, and then in the beginning of December, my ex left my hospital room and flew to New York city to go to see Hamilton, which I was a little jealous about to oh, begin man. with. But then she also met up with that girl mm. and, um, and to which I owe that girl my life. Mm. I, um, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about her. Mm-hmm. I, um, I appreciate her. I feel what happened to her because I feel she got taken advantage of and she might not even really be aware right. of that or understand right. that she was also victimized there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like how, and I love the Clintons, but like Monica Lewinsky is only now starting to understand like the imbalance of power and mm-hmm. like how fucked up that was. Mm-hmm. I think when she's an adult and she is 30, she will understand how creepy it was that like a 30 year old woman took advantage of her in the state that she was in when she really needed a fucking friend. Right. Um, and somebody who really cared about her. And so, um, but that's not like that, that was my business in that moment and no moment since. Mm -mm. Um, so I just have nothing but, admiration for this kid like Mm -hmm. she's she's been through hell and i think she's wonderful but at the moment i was a little upset yeah of course and um i was devastated and it was like that weekend that i i have never been closer to death Mm -hmm. than in that moment and um and that's like my doctors were more worried about that killing me than the cancer Mm. i did not know if i was going to get through it i did not I just had that moment, like that moment of painful doubt. And then I was like, no, fuck this. I need to live. Mm -hmm. I have all of these people. Like it's, it's, there's this old like shit. My dad says, um, quote, that's like, why are you going to set up your picnic next to the only pile of shit in the park? Mm -hmm. Like there was so much, I was just so worried. Like I had already had all of this loss. Now I'm going to lose her. I'm going to lose her family. I'm going to lose all of our mutual friends. And I did. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it's okay because I had a whole fucking army of 500 other people who, and that's like not an exaggeration. It might be an underestimate, Mm -hmm. honestly, uh, of people who have my back, who are there for me. And, um, so I finally started to focus on myself. The only thing is, is when you are, when you are coming out of an abusive relationship, it is like detoxing off of heroin, mm-hmm. no joke, mm-hmm. because you are chemically addicted to that person. You are trauma bonded. And like, I hate to use the term Stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. because it sounds, because there's such a mean. negative connotation yeah. to yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. that's actually what it is. That's what trauma bonding is. And so it's that. And then you're also deprogramming from a cult because they don't just abuse you, but abuse you by themselves. Mm-hmm. They have friends. And family that they have enablers and tongue biters that that normalize this behavior so you don't even see it so the further and further I got away from that the better off I was Mm -hmm. and so over the next couple months uh, my ice treatment fortunately worked actually like two days ago um, it popped up like on my Facebook memories that my video that I did um, when I found out that I was they had gotten me into remission and they could harvest my stem cells Mm -hmm. um, it was just pure euphoria Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew at that moment nothing could kill me Mm -hmm. nothing could kill me she couldn't kill me the cancer couldn't kill me I was gonna live and I had I was just all fire and piss and vinegar and hellstone and it was vinegar vinegar, all of it Uh, I was uh, I was fucking gasoline and I was on fire and I was going listen and yeah oh totally here's the here's the kicker I think people don't realize I mean of course you know when when you're at the beginning of a cancer diagnosis and you know, we all have to face face it in our own ways. But baby, when they tell you that you beat it, you're like, oh, well, I can do anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, no, let's do this and let's do this and I can get this done. And like it, it puts a fire under you like I don't think I would have ever had if I didn't have cancer. Mm-mm. No, because it is it is truly a clarifier. And, and I've read so many books now like. Uh, in my education of of getting out of this abuse that it also parlays into cancer of like to seek wholeness mm-hmm. we are so motivated by the fact that we're going to die everything we do mm-hmm. is motivated our our art because we want to leave a legacy behind Correct. and so when you are told and this is also something i forgot to mention i also found out at the same time that fall when all of that shit was going on, I could no longer have children. Mm-hmm. The way everything timed out, there was not enough. It was like save my life or save my eggs. Yep. Yep. And I had wanted to at that time leave those eggs behind in case I did die. And I was really bummed out that if I died, my family wouldn't have anything left of me. Mm-hmm. But like you have to deal with your own mortality in mm-hmm. that moment mm-hmm. and you have to decide what kind of dignified death you want to go and and then like what kind of what are you leaving behind in your stead yeah are you leaving this world a kinder place a better place a yeah. more compassionate place yeah. and that's what i wanted mm-hmm. and that's and so but once it's over you still have to do that yeah. so like even though I am hoping that I will live until I am 90, healthy 90. Right. Um, <laughs> I, what am I going to do 
in this these next decades yep. to make the world a better place, to leave my legacy behind. Like, how am I going to change the fucking world and make shit better? And what matters and what doesn't? Right. And who matters and who exactly. doesn't? And you talk about this, uh, about, like, your tribe, yep. you know? And, like, y- yep. like, you have to figure out who the fuck is in your tribe Listen. and whoever isn't, bye. Because I have no time. And just like you said, unfortunately, at at a younger age, we've had to face our own immortality or Mm -hmm. mortality. And, you know, I tell people all the time, and I've told people from the very beginning, when I was told I had cancer, I looked at it this way. I had 50% of living, 50% chance of living or dying. And I was determined to beat it. But it, just like you said, becomes such a clarifier because then people who matter, you see. And people who don't, you're like, okay, have a good life. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, you start to put things into perspective. And like you said, once you come out on the other side, you're like, okay, now that I did that, I have to live up to still living this legacy. Um, That's so crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And you get hung up. Like, I mean, I was, I was hung up like the last like couple weeks, like the last couple months when in between this podcast and the last podcast, Mm. I lost some friends Mm. because I spoke out about my abuse Mm -hmm. and like I got hung up. You get hung up on petty oh, shit every sure. now and again. For sure. And what I realized is, is that, like, they were, as much as in cancer, kind of as it normally is a clarifier, it clouded my judgment because they were there. Got it. But got it. the reality is, is they weren't there for me. Mm-hmm. They were there for a lot of reasons, but I wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're not here now. Right. And like they either believe. Or they, they either don't believe what happened to me happened to me, even though they fucking saw it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, a good lot of them. And also, I haven't told a lie since I was 15 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. My abuser, as with abusers, with that specific cluster B personality disorder range, mm-hmm. they the bookmark is that they lie all the time. Mm-hmm. So they are not credible. I am nothing but credible. So they either don't believe me or they believe me and they don't give a fuck. Right. I don't need that. Mm-mm. I don't need that. I no. have I I have more than enough. Girl. And I'm like, I have a hard time chuckling with my fucking friends as it is. I don't need, listen. I you, <laughs> listen. I'm not mad. When people yeah. ask me, like, you know, when I go to church or when I'm out, you know, in different arenas with different, like, friends or family, um... I talk about the same very few people and when people see me in action, like with my friends, I call them my family, of course, my friends mm, that are family. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you keep a tight ship. I said, no, I don't play those games. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Because here's the thing. And some people like, there's this one young lady um, that I go to church with and she always comments and laughs. She's like, I mean, it's tight up in here, huh? And I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, because, like, you don't let anyone near you. Like, no oh, one knows. Really? And I'm like, it's, it's not necessarily that I don't let anyone near me. First of all, if we look at history, how many times have have we, how how many times can we say as women that our our, our friendships have been taken advantage of? Oh, we already all know day that. long. So then I've learned from that. And then, just like you said with cancer, you're like, okay, no, no, definitely not you. No, you can go back home. It's okay. I I don't want you on my team. Like oh totally no, and and I'm okay with that. I'm mm-hmm. li- I can't even like you said juggle the ones that I have close now. It's a whole lot, and like I have like when I I was 
trying to do math, which is never a good idea for me, but I, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, oh my God, I have like 20 best friends. And I don't mean, I mean like, like that, that's like, like 20, like, you know, like the ride or die best friends that you hang out all the fucking time. You talk to almost every single day. I have 20 of those. That's a lot. I have. 40 close friends mm-hmm. that I see on a semi-regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then from there, and then I have all like this big community. I have several communities because I have the gay community. Mm-hmm. I have my film community. Um, I have our cancer group. Mm-hmm. And like me and Steven get a little clicky every now and again. But like <laughs> beyond that, like we, we love you, Steven. Yeah, we love you so much. <laughs> Steven. So like it's, it, you know, you you start to prioritize sure. like who who you want in your life and who you don't and the problem for me has been that like i am an extroverted extrovert i will she like is, guys. people She's oh my lying. god and lying. and like to, to the point sometimes of exha- of exhaustion like it fills my cup so much mm-hmm. with energy mm-hmm. but my body <laughs> can't always keep especially now can't necessarily keep up with it yeah so i am literally crawling to the next thing because i'm like just one more people i just need to be around one more people that is so funny and uh like that's the truth i can't yeah i can't i can't stop yeah and so it's like and i connect with people really well and my thing is is like I, and I've, I, I, you know, and we have talked about this a lot. Like I am, I feel very gullible because mm-hmm. I have let a lot of shady ass, shitty people mm-hmm. in because I, I accept them and I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I'm like, wait, they suck. Like it, it takes yeah. me, it takes me a minute. Cause I, as opposed to me looking at them and going like, well, really, what are you bringing to the table? Right. Or are you lying? And part of that is because I don't lie. Right. I assume other people right. are also following that same honor code, especially like in our cancer support group. Hello. And so when you or Stephanie or Steven will be like, oh, no, they're full of shit. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and so I was talking to my therapist about this. And I was like, I just feel so dumb. And she's like, Maria, it is not a bad thing to give people the benefit of right, the doubt no, no. and trust people until they give you a reason not to. It's no. just that when they give you the reason not to, don't. Believe and I'm them. so much better about that yeah. now. But, like, I got snowed. I got snowed by, like a whole shitload of people mm. in my past like especially you know with my abuser and like my friend marta said this amazing thing you are very much the five people closest to you mm, yeah, 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 and uh you're yeah. a reflection of the people yeah and and i was like oh okay i'm gonna re-. and and so like i did i got i got snowed i got snowed I but happens. here's the thing just this week um this was so cool Stephanie reached out to me. A girl reached out to her, also named Maria, mm-hmm. who is going to join Yaks because she heard my story on on Marta's podcast. Oh, cool. Yes. So I got her help. And then I also got to help um, a friend from high school leave an abusive situation by sharing my story, mm-hmm. by making her feel not alone. Right. And if right. I had to go through cancer and and an abusive relationship and and endure intimate partner violence then you know what 
I'm glad that I did it so that I can help other people. Like if I had to do it, there's no chance. There was no choice. Mm -hmm. It just, it is something that happened to me. Mm -hmm. I'm perks. I'm, I'm about those cancer perks. Like when I first got diagnosed, I was like, guys, if you get pulled over, start crying. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, just Just start crying. Yeah. And just say like my friend Maria got cancer. They don't need to know when I got diagnosed. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't. don't. Use it wherever you can, like make the world a better place with it. (laughs) And, and that's what I'm doing now is like, I went through this bullshit. It was really hard. Um, that transplant that I ended up going through was the heart. They lit me on fire from the inside mm. and I lived like it was the most painful thing I was, I have ever gone through on top of deprogramming from that toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not entirely sure how I made it out, but I think it's cause I was really angry and yeah. I was really upset mm-hmm. and all of that fueled me there is an upside to anger and Mm. it is sometimes you know you need a little gasoline a little kerosene and through it and uh so if i had to go through all of that just to get here Mm -hmm. so i can be an activist i can be an advocate i can be a union steward i can i can protect other people and also protect myself and live Mm -hmm. my best life and now I'm learning mindfulness and I am learning how like unconditional self-love which I did not know was possible Mm -hmm. like that's amazing I love myself now and if I would have loved myself a couple years ago Mm -hmm. I'd never been in that relationship I wouldn't have had toxic friends Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have believed people like I I, would have I would have taken better care of my body Mm -hmm. I probably would have sought out information ahead of time so like Mm -hmm. it you can only benefit from reading and researching and getting your shit together and getting your life together and if i can be a conduit for other people's Mm -hmm. education i will fucking do it because i can't save them i cannot i've learned that you cannot fix people you cannot save them um but you can lead them to the water You you can you can get them in the right direction. It's mm-hmm. up to them to take Absolutely. the actions. Absolutely. But you can believe in people. You can encourage mm-hmm. people. And the support that I received when I had cancer was unfucking real mm-hmm. And um, I, I, when you're given that much love, when your cup is full and you're, it's leaking onto your saucer. You pass it it's on. Time, yeah. It's mm-hmm. time to, you know, slake the thirst of the other people and so that's that is like my life's mission now and that's my story and (laughs) and that's two hours yeah two hours later not two babe not two but i mean that's good though i mean because you kind of seeped into what a couple other questions i had because i mean cancer shapes different people in different ways Mm. and just like you said there are some people who are very content with after being diagnosed and actually making it just going back to normal life Mm-hmm. That's that's just their mission to prove to themselves that they can live a life that they did before diagnosis. And that's cool if that's you. But I think you touched on something very important. It is vital and crucial that if you if your cup overflows to not just keep letting it overflow. Absolutely. You know what I mean, you have to pass it on. Like just like you said, just sharing your story. Um, one of my podcast episodes I did last year talked about why your story is important. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, no one, and just like I, we both said earlier, there are people that you can touch that I can't, depending upon mm-hmm. your testimony or my story. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, 
And after coming out of everything that we've gone through, whether it's chemo, radiation, ice, whatever it is, transplants, at the end of the day, to know that the pain and the suffering that we went through is able to help someone else to get through it makes it all worth it to me. Absolutely. Legit. And especially, like, it, I, I support your whole mission on so many levels. And, like, I'm so excited for your book because, I mean, because the reality is, it's like, guys, I, I, like, there are, I feel like even more the other way, like, there are, your story needs to be told mm. more so than another white broad needs mm. their story told, mm. like, black women are so fucking underrepresented Very much so. that yeah. on every fucking level, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. on cancer, it's it, like you've been, you don't even see it on television. Yep. I don't, I like, okay, listen, I haven't watched television in a couple years. I'm a podcast junkie, but <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. When's the last time you saw a depiction of a, a woman of color or anybody of color getting cancer on a television show, like a primetime mm. television show? interesting I, I i don't i mean like a, the occasional guest star on grace anatomy or whatever but like i'm right. talking about like having it right like prime time show prime time like, yeah what the fuck the story yeah right. what the fuck so i don't think i've ever seen that no no and you know and and touching back on like you know like mary oliver just passed rest in power you mm. wonderful wonderful woman mm -hmm. but she she had said what will you do with your one and your with your precious life mm -hmm. with your one precious life mm -hmm. and hers was to go out in nature and just mm -hmm. enjoy her life mm -hmm. you know when you're talking about like just having going back to normal like or whatever you want your normal to be mm -hmm. like um that was hers mm -hmm. she just wanted a life outside of um her tumultuous environment and mm -hmm. she decided to love all the flora and fauna of the forest and it so a lot of people think that that has to do with the ambition and it doesn't it, it has to do with um just being present and in the moment mm -hmm. and you know when we talk about like people who are selfish or who hurt other people mm -hmm. or who their lives are clouded. What I'm finding now in, in this next stage of my recovery processes is like, it's not even them. It's not even their true selves. It's their protective selves yeah. that they did not ask to get taken over by. Um, they are trying to not get hurt themselves and right. therefore are passing their wounds along mm -hmm. or they are blocked or they're like, they're not good or bad. They're just here. Right. You know, and then some people are a force of chaos or, or confusion mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or pain. Um, but that's cause they're in pain Yep. and that sucks yep. for them. Yep. And I feel really, my heart, my heart is there for them, mm. but they're the only people that can fix that. Only people. And I can't do it for you. No, absolutely. Mm -mm. You gotta go. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Girl, yeah. therapy. Oh so you God. are going through this shit. Go to therapy. Ooh. Get the right therapist. Make sure that, you're. But read important. the books. Do the thing. Oh because gosh. it's if, so important. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're not in therapy, and you have, what did we say last time we were talking about like drinking problems? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, if you get sober but you don't go to therapy, yep. you're the same fucking person, you're just drinking water. Yep. And I'm, 
proud of you. Listen, yeah, Super proud still, of you. you but that is that is a bandaid yep. over a bullet hole. Yep. And you need to go Ooh. to therapy and you work through preach, your shit. Girl. You just preach, I did. Girl. I did. Oh my god. I heard this great thing the other day that was like, don't preach to the choir, and somebody responded, Sometimes the choir needs practice too. Hello. Yeah. Just because you in the choir don't mean you don't need to be preached to. Exactly. Oh girl, you oh yeah. thank you. You just helped me, help me. Yeah. Because That's beautiful. And and I read this amazing book um, by Jackson McKenzie. It's his second book called Whole Again. And his first one was mm. called Psychopath Breathes. So that was really helpful mm. during my detox. And then uh, Whole Again was wonderful because it, it – he was talking about how, like, you know, he knew all the things. He educated mm. himself. But he still had this tightness around his heart and his chest and mm. it felt – sick all of the time and um what he had to do was learn mindfulness and the ironic part is is like when you're you have to do the same kind of therapy that your abuser does you have to do dbt you have to do dialectical behavioral therapy and mindfulness it is amazing especially for people who like me are not religious so i don't have that thing right right and so for me to learn unconditional love self-love yeah was phenomenal yeah. like i mean it, it was a it was the closest thing i think i'll ever have to a religious experience mm -hmm. and i'm still learning i'm still trying to get there but sure. when you meditate when you when you think when you start to forgive yourself because mm -hmm. that's what you really have to forgive is is that's yourself you because at the end of the day like I forgive me for not taking my health seriously, mm -hmm. for valuing my likability or my my finspiration or finspiration. yeah, my finspiration um, for valuing my my thinness over my wholeness for um, believing somebody else is like submitting to somebody else's reality and control to. Yeah. Um, for just not loving myself. Yeah. Like, but I had to forgive me for that. For sure. And, and, um, I don't have to forgive anybody else for shit. And, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. It really does. I sure mean, does. And, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I'm, I'm learning though that like, it's not really about like, it, it is, that belongs to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You can only control you and how you're going to react to something and how you are going to, and same thing with cancer. Like you choose how that journey is going to go. You can be miserable mm -hmm. the whole fucking time. And here I had my temper tantrums. I cried like, oh, but, for sure. but I wasn't, I only had that one moment where I was like, I, I had accepted mm -hmm. that I was going to die at one point, but I didn't ever only want to die. Like right. just want it to right. end just that one little bit in the early part of December. And, and then I let, you know, I let the fuck up, mm -hmm. but, um, you could be like Haley who was a ray of fucking sunshine yep. until the minute, the moment her life left her, mm -hmm. she was just uh, she's a saint. She's an angel. Yeah. Like she's just one of my most favorite people and yeah. I will miss her yeah. for the rest of my life. Absolutely. But she was, she, so Haley was in our group and she mm -hmm. had leukemia and she had had a bone marrow transplant. Um, but it was not her own. You can't, I don't think you can when you have leukemia or they're just starting to figure that okay. out now. Um, so she had to get a donor transplant 
and um, she was walking in the woods with her friends and she caught this fungal infection Mm. that slowly over a period of like two months just killed her Mm. it was it was so awful and it was so painful and the stuff that they were do like i i cried about it more than i cried for myself Mm -hmm. and um she was a beacon of hope she was the whole time yeah and i will talk about her forever listen um I tell people all the time, um, I did a blog podcast on her, um, a blog podcast, a blog episode, (laughs) um, right around the time that she passed away. Um, and then, um, I talk about her in one of my other episodes, um, of the podcast because like, you know, I had been a part of the group. She passed away in December. Um, I had been a part of the group since June of and I had started a, whole, a month after you. I started yes. in the late July and you started in early. Yes. June. And, um, but she, she was one of the very first people that was like nice for no reason. Uh huh. And I was like, Hey, Haley girl. But every time we had an event, it, I would inevitably sit next to her, um, at the last wig out. Mm. Um, when we had, um, we had some party at the center. I think it was, it was Thanksgiving, or no, it couldn't have been Thanksgiving. Was it Christmas? Maybe it was, I don't remember. She wasn't it was. Christmas. It, surely... it was when Stephanie raffled off those tickets to the play. I, I can't don't remember, remember which that. one it was. But she won. That's the only reason why I remember. Because um, she was like, oh my goodness. And she was talking about how she was going to take her mom. And mm-hmm. she was really excited. She won She won Penn's tickets at my benefit. Oh, cool. And ne- yeah, and then never got to go. I was so bummed. Yeah, but she, she definitely was someone... Cause she was the very first person that I was close to that passed away, you know, a young adult cancer mm-hmm. survivor. And I was like, what do I do with this? Like I was talking to my therapist about it. Like, I don't know how to process this because she was what? 22, 21. She just turned 21. She was baby. Like um, crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember like watching her when we were at cancer camp, me and Steven are like huffing and puffing behind her. And these two bitches are running up this hill <laughs> up to the, um, uh, up to the uh, obstacle course yes. of death mm-hmm. uh, and um, the high ropes. And she just was all things light and yes, she was. and sparkle. And I think that's the good thing. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know about you, but it motivates me even more. Oh, you totally. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so there's other Haley's out there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I'm grateful that I got to know her. Um, and I tell Stephanie all the time, I'm so grateful that you even started Yaks, first of all, because I know yeah. all these amazing people. Yeah. But then I got to meet a David and a Haley and a mm. Jen, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because um, they brought light to my life, you know what I mean? In the very short period of time that I knew some of them. But it was, it was, it was great. She was great. She was. They were great. And unfortunately, that comes along with this walk. But what are you going to, just like you said, how are you going to process it? Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, and I, one of my friends is in AA and he's just one of my most favorite people in the entire world. And he was talking about how at your first meeting, they tell you buy a suit cause you're going to be going to a lot of funerals. Mm. So sometimes you got to be in a group, right? Yeah. And with that group, unfortunately, regardless, yeah, there are casualties. There are. And, but I, what gives me a little bit of solace is I read this thing a couple of years ago and I, I, I live by it that you can't remember everything about you. Mm-hmm. So you rely on the people around you mm-hmm. to remember those things for you. So it, 
and you have pieces of other people in you that they might not remember. So when that person leaves you, mm-hmm. a piece of you dies as well yeah. or goes away. Um, and I struggled a lot with that with like my abuser that I was like, oh my God, like so much of me was there. But a lot of things I don't want to carry with me. Yeah. When for sure. However, when when somebody dies, that means that you kept a little piece mm-hmm. of them. And so like I have a little piece of Haley, you have a little piece mm-hmm. of Haley and Jen and David mm-hmm. and and so like in that way they do get to live on sure. through through our memory and at the end of the day everybody we know and love on this planet is going to die. Yeah. It's just why hasten that if you don't have to? Mm-hmm. And and why waste any of this precious time yes. that we have worrying about shit that is not going to matter when you are writing your letters to the people that you love because you think you're going to be dead in a month? Mm-hmm. Is this really going to matter? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in five years, mm-hmm. if you're looking at a longer trajectory, hopefully, right. yeah, is this going to matter? Because at the Most end of the, the day, I have lost such wonderful people Mm -hmm. to their own little monsters, whatever they might be. Yeah. Um, and how, whatever losing them in whatever capacity Mm -hmm. that is. But at this point, like what can crush me is so much like, I feel, I feel pretty much invincible. Like at this point. I mean, point. you should. And, and, okay, so, and that donut guy. Oh my gosh. Okay. Back to the eclair, huh? Back to the eclair. It always comes back to it eclairs. Always comes back to it the always eclair. comes back to the eclairs. Oh my God. Here's the thing. With the eclair guy who, like, was definitely going to jump one of us, of um, I was with my friend like Kelly. And she, oh, yeah. And she, yeah, I know. She was like, you sniffed his donut. And I was like, I d- guilty. Yes. Um, but he, she, she was just indignant. She thought that was absolutely, she was like, I will fuck you up. Are you kidding me? It was amazing. And we were walking to the car. And I told her, I was like, I got to tell you. After what I've been through the last couple years, bet if he would have come at me, I'd have killed him. I'd have killed him. I had so much. I was like, I will take out all of the things I have inside. Yeah. All of the things that I have stored up in my body. Yeah. Come at me. It's not. Listen, it's that way. You really feel like, no, I will kill you and I will finish your donut. (laughs) I would. I mean, if I was going to jail, I definitely have one last donut. I mean, you should. Yeah. Maybe you could. Yeah. A little bit. Request. Donuts a donut, and yeah. 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 Last meal. Last meal. Yeah. A tray of eclairs. Yeah, for sure. Although when I did think I was going to die, I, like, I have a list, mm-hmm. like, for my deathbed, whenever that is, mm-hmm. of food. I got the idea from uh, this wonderful writer, and I can't remember her name, but um, the book is called The Opposite of Loneliness, and she talks about, because she had celiacs, Mm. and she was like, my family and my children and the whole nine will be around my bed crying, and I will be stuffing my fucking face with donuts. And I was like, (laughs) yes! And so that's exactly, like, I have a whole list of deathbed foods that I want to eat before I die. And yes. so, I mean, I get it. Cause there's certain things I don't really have a restrictive diet. Um, but there are certain things my body's like, Nope, no more of that. Mm-mm. Um, like, but just like that so tea last good. night. Oh my, gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. So, um, our group, our, our support group, we have an outing every month and we went to this tea bar called Bantha tea bar that one of the members of the group started. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah, made it. With the partner. It's awesome. It's yeah, yeah. beautiful. It's you should, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, you yeah. should definitely go to Bantha Tea. Bantha Tea. On like Penn. Star Wars. Yeah, on Penn. Right it's across amazing. from Artisan. Um, so, I mean, but these teas, though, these aren't, guys, it's, don't think of, like, they Lipton. Have, well, like, they have, they have, the, like, the normal they teas. Do. No, but, but. what we were trying was no. medicinal. Yo, like, we were trying teas from Indonesia uh-huh. and um, Mexico. They had this one, Kava. Is uh-huh. that what it was called? I think that's what it was. It was so disgusting. This baby, I loved though, it. I loved it. Was like slurping. So he had what different flavors? He had like milk chocolate, um, a little darker, yes. and then like dark, dark chocolate. Dark. So I smelled it first. I was like, "Let me smell your cup." I was like, <laughs> "See, I, look, no, there you go." No, I smell. Literally, my dad hates. I smell everything before I eat it. Uh huh. My I've been doing it since I was little. My dad is like, "Why are you smelling it? You're just gonna eat it." And I was smart. like, "So I can see what it's gonna taste like." Like and also. 90% of smelling or tasting is smelling. Anyway, so I'm glad yeah. someone else is on the same page. I'm totally with you. Because I've been doing it totally with you, all babe. of my life. Yeah. Um, but guys, this kava, <laughs> it had these babies tongue numb. I was like. Yeah, all of our time. And then I got, I was high. I was absolutely high. she wasn't the only one. Because what was old girl's yeah. name? The one that I, we just met yesterday? I don't remember her name. Why she are you putting me friend. on the spot like I'm that? <laughs> No, no I knew she it. is if she's watching. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but she came with her friend. They were sitting next to Shit. us. Shit. Oh, my God. Um, I had... Listen, I'll remember. You better put this in the show What's her first name? Notes. Emily? No. I think I just made that up. No. But, but it, either way it goes, she was a little... She was feeling a little... Uh-huh. Because she was like, this stuff. And she was like, so... um. It's like everybody's in here high. What's yeah. <laughs> what yeah, is going well, because on? you didn't drink... You, were, you did not drink the Ooh, Kool-Aid. No. You'd no, have been no, alive. No. I sipped the, it. Because here's my thing. I don't have a problem trying something once. Yeah. I sipped the milk chocolate. I said, oh, heck no. This tastes like, what did I say? I said it tastes like, because I used to play soccer growing up. I said it oh, tastes grass. like <laughs> muddy grass. dirty, muddy grass from the bottom of your cleats. That's what this tastes like. <laughs> like it, now, the, the dark chocolate was better. It was Because better. you really couldn't taste like and the And it earthy. didn't have the bitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, was, it was all the joy of dark chocolate without the bitter taste as well, yeah, which, like, yeah. I feel like it's a metaphor a little bit. But... <laughs> I, I really, I like kombucha. You know what I mean? Like I have, I've there are these Bubba's pickles that I've been having because I can't have kombucha kombucha yet mm. until I get revaccinated, oh, yeah. which also, hey, public service announcement while we're here, mm. vaccinate your kids please for fuck's sake, because there are people walking around with a, a immunocompromised people who j- just trying to survive after bone marrow transplants and mm. cancer and chemo, um, and you could kill them literally. by literally kill people by not vaccinating your kids. And it does not cause autism. And even if it did, would you rather your kid be dead? So there, no, there's number that. one, there's that. Um, and then two, also, like, if you're sick, stay home or wash your hands. Oh so I don't even know where I was going. That aggravated me so much. I can't even remember where I was going with that. Well, here's the thing, because we were talking about the kava. Uh-huh. And then yeah. we were talking about the milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and I think we were talking about... I don't even know. What were we... What the fuck did I just do? I don't even... It Where doesn't do we... even matter. It, it was... doesn't matter. It was still important. The way it goes, public service announcement, make sure you vaccinate. Because here's my thing. When I was going through chemo, my um, doctor was like, don't go anywhere. He uh-huh. was like, if you can stay home for like two weeks... Which is isolating and terrible. But and... here's the thing. I worked from home. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't have a problem now. Of course, you yeah. know, I still wanted to go to church and you yeah. know, do all of these things. 
but I made sure I sat all the way in the back of the balcony. I didn't touch anybody. I didn't hug anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's serious. Be very that's lonely. Life. Yeah. That's real life. So public service announcement. Yeah. For you. But girlfriend, mm-hmm. I think you've answered literally everything Did I was going to ask you. Um, you've already talked about what you're looking to do. So no, I remember there is one thing that we talked about before. Lay it that on we me. Talk about. Okay. Um, because I had one last question, but before we get to that, so what's in the future now for you? Cause you're, what are you, okay. what are you working on? So, yeah. um, right now we are in the off season for film and television and commercials. Cause nobody wants to shoot here in January and February. Of so course. I'm looking to get into, um, the uh, theater union so I can dress for theater, which is much cleaner, chiller, mm-hmm. easier for me as I'm recovering. Um, in the meantime, though, I am writing. So I have a blog post coming up um, that I'm probably going to drop in February. I don't know when this is going to come out, but um, it's uh, my blog is called uh, The Hodgkin's Lymphoma, and it is HTTP dot, you know, that whole fucking yeah. thing. But it's it's the Hodgkin's Lymphoma dot WordPress dot com. Okay. And um, I will be doing uh, a, one last blog post about my coming out story and about intimate partner violence and how to recognize that you're in it because mm-hmm. it's kind of, you don't really know right. that it's happening as it's happening. Um, so it'll be about those two things. Um, then I'm going to go on a hiatus a little bit from that so that I can finish my book. Mm-hmm. I am currently writing um, my very first article and hopefully not the last article for Table Magazine about awesome. how to navigate um, going to restaurants, um, and specifically here, but they're universal, mm-hmm. um, when you have an exorbitant amount of allergies and how not oh, to be a dickhead and how yeah. not to get your food spit in and, um, how it can be a reciprocal, awesome exchange, uh, yeah. between you and the restaurant and how you can keep yourself essentially from getting poisoned. So I'm writing that, um, I, uh, what else am I doing? What Girl, else you're am, doing so I, much. Yeah, I'm doing so much. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm heavily involved in my community, like my gay community. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, my friends are forcing, my friend Gary is forcing me to do, not forcing me, but strongly influencing mm-hmm. me to join the kickball team. And I was like, do I look like a sporty gay to you? So the answer is no. What does a no. sporty gay look like? Oh, not me. No? Like, okay. no. Well, I mean, okay. like, it's, did you ever see Now and Then? Is that with um, Christina Ricci and um, Thora Birch and I can't remember. Oh, when they were younger and they yeah. were friends. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I saw okay. it a while ago. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when they're playing softball and Roberta goes up and Chrissy's sitting on the fence with a Twinkie and she goes, <laughs> "Touchdown, Roberta! I'm Chrissy." Oh, yeah, I just Come never on. had it. I didn't have any, but like I'm getting there. My uh, my friend Mayor and I think a couple other of us we're gonna take a belly dancing class in oh, February. Cool. Yeah, so like it's cool. Um, and I'm not showing my belly. Oh, I am sure certainly not showing my belly, <laughs> but I will mark. I will have my goal is to have like a nice butt. And a flat tummy it doesn't have to be a six pack, but a flat tummy by go. the summer. That's short term goals. We talked about yeah. This already. Oh yeah, yeah. For I sure. I mean, I'm not mad, babe. I'm behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. But so I'm just I'm doing the writing thing, and then I have another article that I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. But it's it's about um I wanted to, and if it doesn't become an article, it'll just become a blog post. But it's about positivity and how like 
the the negative aspects of positivity mm. of like it you can't just if it, it's more about when other people tell you when you're going through some shit to stay positive mm. don't tell people who are going through some shit to stay positive mm-hmm. because people need to be able to express all of their feelings and oh, emotions the because yeah, they yeah. are totally like and they need a safe space to do it which is why yax is so important because mm-hmm. we have to talk about the ugly yes awful things that we're feeling and if you are not emotionally capable of handling that check the fuck out Mm -hmm. politely bow out of that conversation Mm -hmm. and don't ask people how they're doing if you know they're going through shit right you cannot really don't want to know yeah you really yeah leave them the fuck alone girl i can't wait to read that Mm -hmm. yeah so and yeah we're writing we're writing and i'm writing my book um called crimes against other women um which i'm really excited about I'm excited. yeah it's gonna be cool it's so it's a short story poem and letter anthology and it's about crimes that have been committed against me but also crimes that i have committed against other women and it started you know i started writing it that december whenever i was going through all the things mm-hmm. and i needed a creative outlet um but what it turned into was something so much more fleshed out and interesting and mm-hmm. cool and three-dimensional than than that and um what it is is that when you commit crimes against other women those are the things i feel like will haunt you on your deathbed mm. those are the things that will keep you up at night and the things that we do to each other are mm. ultimately the crimes we commit against ourselves they are projections yeah. of our own insecurities and our own hurt mm. and our own pain and our own wounds and the only way to heal that is to confess mm-hmm. to be upfront to be honest to ask for forgiveness understand if you don't get it mm um and atone and be better in the future and then like only then can we band together and be the people we need to be Mm -hmm. and um the women we need to be so that you know we can dismantle the patriarchy and yeah and um it all kind of started because the 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 story is there was this girl alicia that i was like frenemies with in middle school mm-hmm. and uh we were in the lunch line and i was really hurt by her and upset with her because she um intentionally and she told me this started dating the kid that i liked l fucking l i'm gay as hell um <laughs> because she knew it would hurt me like she intentionally mm-hmm. did it because she wanted to hurt my feelings um for whatever her motives to do that was mm-hmm. and she had a booger hanging out of her nose oh boy yeah, and mm-hmm. I didn't tell her because suffer, bitch. Right. Well, then I started thinking, what if I'm a horrible person mm-hmm. and I have a booger hanging out of my nose <laughs> and nobody tells me right, right. because I am doing crappy things. So then for the rest of my life until now, I check my nose like a cokehead because I am so worried constantly that I have a booger hanging out of my nose. Mm-hmm. And um, because when you curse other women, you curse yourself. Basically. Yeah. 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 So. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm that's excited. like, so some of them are funny. Some of them are sad. Some of them are raw. Some of them are angry. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are contrite. But. Um, I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to get it out there. And of yeah. course, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. On all things Maria. Um. So cool! Definitely check out our website um, because there's some there's already some good stuff on there. 
Um, so definitely check that out. Read it whenever you guys get a chance. HodgkinsLynnFOMO.wordpress.com, right? Mm-hmm. I think cool. so. Girlfriend, it's been so great. Oh, my God. I could hang out with you all day. And, Girl, and literally, like, this is what we do. Like, we just sit and chill and talk. And, oh, mm-hmm. what did you think about this? And mm-hmm. I love oh, yeah. it. I, love I do it. too. That's why I'm always surprised whenever you're like, "Oh, I don't tell people shit about me." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know? No, legit. Like, if anyone is out there listening, li- literally, like, who's close to me, like, like my parents or you know, some of my my close friends, they'll tell you, like, I do. Like, if new people come around me, depending upon the situation and the atmosphere, if new people come around, I not that I shut down. But I'm instantly reading them. I am mm-hmm. instantly getting a vibe like, okay, who are you? What are you about? I watch their interaction with other people because then that lets me know how you're going to interact with me. Girl, it's this Which whole I totally appreciate. I'm just so surprised because we really? just immediately hit, like we were just like best friends immediately. I know. And that's like how my life is. Like you, you're in it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like when you were like, I don't tell people no, shit. I don't. And I'm, I was I like. Don't. What? Yeah. I was yeah. so surprised. Stephanie so said the same thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, excuse me? I was like, excuse no. You? Because I mean, to me, to be honest, that, that speaks volumes to the scarcity of our group. It speaks oh, to yeah, how I feel high important, honors. you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it, it speaks to how important the group is to me to be able to be as free as I can and just lay my burdens down for lack of a better phrase and feel like, oh, these babies get it. If, yeah. if no one else gets it. I don't have to sugarcoat it. I don't have to cover it with anything so you can swallow it easier. No, this is what it is. This is where I am. And you guys are like, oh my gosh, Yolanda, yes. Like, we love you. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is what it's about. Oh no, it's amazing. My, I love it. Yeah, I do too. I, I do it. too. But you know, out in, out in regular world, I don't. Oh, that's what, like. I don't play those games. The one time you were, you were talking about like reaching out to, like somebody asked you like, oh, well, did you reach out to that person? And you were like, fuck no, I had cancer. They can come to me. And I was like. <laughs> and I really did say that, guys. I, I mean, because yeah. that's the truth, though. No, it wasn't. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I could learn so much about boundaries <laughs> from you. Like, it, it excited me. So I was like, I have so much to learn. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Protect listen. thyself. And here's the problem, because when you were talking about, oh, what was it? Um, oh, cause you said your therapist said to you, you know, there's nothing wrong with being the person that trusts until someone gives you a reason not to. Mm-hmm. I'm on the complete opposite of the spectrum. I trust no one until you prove to me you can be trusted. But I think that's the better way to be. And that's no, why I was, that's not good. It's I, so debilitating. I, I mean, I'm not going to say there's one better than the other, but what I yeah. am saying is just like, you know, your therapist was saying to you, my therapist has also said to me. Um, because there are with people that I don't know, I instantly am so unemotional. Like I'm all like very logical, like, and hello, how are you? But with you guys, you know, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No, complete opposite. I was so surprised. Because I need to, and you know, if you read anything or read or hear anything later down the line, you'll understand why Mm -hmm. when my books are out and other podcasts and other guests are on. But there are things that happened to me like years ago, childhood through teenage years college it just made me very like no you stay right there i'm going to be right here and mm-hmm. this is how we're going to keep it moving mm-hmm. um but sometimes it is a little daunting because then i'm like i'm here over here i understand well, you know what i mean to, like and listen i've cried over a lot of worthless horrible people yeah like i i have i have cried over really toxic people i i mean i just did i just cried over like 
a couple weeks ago had a, a meltdown because I thought I lost and I didn't, I didn't lose anything or anyone worth having. However, like I wouldn't give that up only because like, you know, when you have cancer, it's Mm -hmm. like you're going to your own funeral. So people tell you shit they wouldn't normally tell you. Mm -hmm. And I heard a lot of people say you were the first person to be nice to me. And I'm talking about from fucking grade school Mm -hmm. until like into the movie industry, like all of it. Mm. I was the first person. And I was like, how many people did you get to yep. before you got to me? Because yep. if I wasn't the first fucking person in the door, like that's, crazy. that's shitty. And yeah. I'm sorry that that happened to yeah. you, but I'm grateful that I could have been yeah. there. So like there is that, that is a positive part, but the bad part is, is you get shit on yeah. like, and you get taken advantage of and you, and you get hurt. I wouldn't give that up, yeah. but moving forward Mm -hmm. boundaries are beautiful so we could look the more we and so look at it like this the more we hang out together (laughs) you're gonna rub off on me and i'm gonna rub off on you and we're gonna be in the middle and everything's gonna be fine and we're gonna be like the healthiest motherfuckers out there healthier than a kale smoothie you know what yeah (laughs) with kava in it with kava i was gonna say (laughs) with kava yeah yeah but you're right though and you know i i prayed um, that after cancer, that God would send me people that I, that I could help, but that could also help me because mm-hmm. I'm also very independent, very stubborn, all of these things. Mm-hmm. But again, finding yaks and, you know, letting some friendships die off, but then mm-hmm. some flourishing at the same time. So crucial and vital. And oh like you God, said, yeah. it's ever evolving. It's ever changing every day. Mm-hmm. I'm finding out something new after diagnosis I'm about myself. Oh yeah, um, and then because I'm learning new of me, other people I'm learning new of them as well. So it's amazing. Oh, it's, totally. And everybody I lost, I gained. For every one yeah. person that went, I got five more fucking people that I can't juggle and um, I that I love. Yeah, I don't know what to do. But then I'm I'm managing um, that I love who are wonderful people. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I I am, I'm lock and step just fine. Baby, you know. You haven't lost anything. Mm mm. We didn't lose nothing. Girl, Everything's we didn't lose great. Nothing. We better fucking cut this off or we're going to talk for another and two we hours. Will. And we sure will. So you are absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, we could go on a whole nother no, legit. tangent right like, now. For, I mean, because this is just This what is we who do. we are. This is, just this is how we are. We mm-hmm. But guys, listen, if you've made it this far, you are a true. God bless. <laughs> that means you love me and you wanted to hear Maria's sweet voice. That's what that means. Yeah. So. Again, I hope that you've gained some type of knowledge from Maria's story. You guys have heard my story before, but listen, it is so vital and crucial that if you're out there first and foremost, and you are in any type of abusive relationship, seek help, please. Even if you want to reach out to Maria, you want to plug your social media? My, um, you can, I have a Facebook page, the Hodgkin's Lymphoma, um, which is probably easier than Googling it, honestly, than that website that we already did. Yep. 12 times and then uh and then on instagram i'm on instagram fucking constantly and you can find me at maria v la monica uh and uh then there are links yeah and there are links and shit so yeah yeah yeah. but i'm just saying don't be out there not getting help you know what i mean like there are people out here who care that want to let you know that if i made it you can make it so you know definitely get help if you need it but girlfriend thank you Oh my God, thank you for having me. This is wonderful. Oh my gosh, thank you. 
I just just wanted to be able to just do what we do, just mm-hmm. record it. I mean, it's... we, uh, me, Yolanda, Aaron, Stephanie, uh, Dion, we all hang out outside of the Listen. like after our like we have like a three hour long meeting and, and then, then and then we, we stand outside yeah we have our own meeting <laughs> we do every time like every time like, oh, okay, we don't guys. do it intentionally it's not meant to be no. clicky it's just something it just that happens, happens. and so it. like i love you guys welcome to the party everybody thank you um but guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching um it's your girl yolanda um I'll check you guys on the next one. Bye.